Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I am CJ Medeiros along with my good friend, Justin Tucker. Hey, Tucker. Uh, how are you doing tonight, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just, you know, a little upset at the, you know, Ravens results. But, you know, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Dude, I'm a Pats fan. We're one and three. Ask me how I feel. But you know what? We do have a lot to unpack, and, you know, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. So uh, let's get rocking and rolling. We shall jump right in. Mm-hmm. So last night, Monday Night Football, the Niners absolutely torched the Rams, officially forcing a four-way division tie. Every team is 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Justin, my man, what do you make of this? Well, first things first, shouldn't have drafted Matthew Stafford in fantasy. That's backfiring right now. I have to rely on Derek Carr to get the job done, and that's not doing much for me either. Yikes. That's number one. Number two, what is going on with the Rams offense? Why is why is Allen Robinson not getting the targets? I don't know why that is. That needs to stop now. Open up the playbook and make sure you target this man. Because only one target in the first half of a game that you're losing and you're only targeting Cooper Cup and some other guys when he is when Allen Robinson is clearly the second best receiver on the team. It's un, it's unjustifiable. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's number one. Number two, Matthew Stafford, step up your game. Just step it up. You've been playing horrendously to the point. Jared Goff has been outplaying you in Detroit. He's looking like he's having a resurgence. You're looking like a scrub. That's unforgivable. Number three, San Francisco came to play. San Francisco came to play, and they showed it when they when they came out and intercepted and took that ball back for pick six. That safety's underrated. He's under the radar. Oh, Hufanga? Yeah, he'll be yeah. rising up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But enough, enough about that. It's just the Rams – they they don't look good right now. They really don't. Ever since their first game against against the Bills, they've been looking underwhelming, and this game just proves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, get the nail right on the head. Oh, boy. You know, we said the NFC West was going to be a competitive division, and when we said that, we figured it would be like a clash of the Titans kind of thing. But instead, it's like four toddlers having a tickle fight. I mean, they're <laughs> all flawed. I mean, do you really think the Niners are going to go anywhere with Jimmy G as a quarterback? No. Yes. No. They're not They're not going to the Super Bowl. The Rams, look, we always talk about the Bengals and Super Bowl hangover. But believe you me, Super Bowl hangover is real for the winner, too. And then you have mm-hmm. the Cardinals that are never going to go anywhere until Kyler Murray puts down the controller and picks up the film. And then you just have the Seahawks that have drunkenly stumbled into a two and two record. I just, Mm -hmm. this division is disappointing. I just, I don't know what to say other than just why, why, who, I just, I really thought the Rams were going to be good. I mean, and I know it's week four and, you know, we always, or week four just happened. We're going to week five and we always tend to overreact 
But my God, this division is just painful to watch. I mean, the Rams could either be world beaters or they could look like they should be getting the first overall pick because they suck. <laughs> Even still, even if they did, you know, they don't have a first rounder because Les Snead just gives draft picks away like candy, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. It, it's just you never know which version of the Rams you're going to get. The Niners, you never know which version of Jimmy you're going to get, and he's just too unreliable to do anything. And, and the Cardinals and Seahawks, you know, we really don't expect much from them either way. So I, I genuinely like don't know what to tell you about this division. It's just I can't I guess the Rams are still the team to beat since they are the reigning champs. Yeah. But, but a question some people have is is there any doubt that the Rams secure the NFC West? I personally think there is. What well, what do you think, Justin? Most definitely. I mean, when you look at the 49ers, if the 49ers continue to look the way they look, yeah, there might be they might have a say on things. If the Cardinals can somehow convince Kyler Murray to be their franchise quarterback, yes. I mean, this division as a whole could take it, except for the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't believe in them as much as I do the other three teams. You know that trend of like the two monsters and one of the uh, like the two dragons, and one of them looks silly. Yeah, that's what, when I think of the Seattle Seahawks, the three like beasts in the w- N- NFC West, and then the Seattle Seahawks. But to their credit, they are two and two. They have a respectable record. They did beat Detroit. I know we want to say, come on, it's Detroit. Detroit has been looking very good. Detroit is like the best offense in the NFL, do they not? Yeah, they're they're like the first or second in like points per game outside of the Ravens. But the Ravens took a step back because we only scored 20. (sighs) But again, credit to the Rams. I mean, credit to the Lions for that. But still, it's unfortunate what's going on with the Rams. I mean, they escaped the Atlanta Falcons. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, they just don't look like the Super Bowl champions that we saw them to be last year. When they're rolling, oh, they're unbeatable. But when they're when they look like this, oh, they can go on a skid, just like they went on that skid when they faced the the San Francisco 49ers last year and they got embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, that that is correct. And uh, before we move on, I would like to touch on one thing, Justin. Yeah. Now, as you know, this offseason, the uh, Seahawks dealt Russell Wilson away and they rolled with Geno Smith as a starter. Now, we all know Russell Wilson is leaps and bounds better, but Geno Smith is actually playing better. His stats are better. Now, hear this. Russell Wilson, a 61% completion percentage, 980 Mm -hmm. passing yards, four touchdowns, one pick, and a 91.1 passer rating. Geno Smith has a 77.3% completion percentage, 1,037 yards, six touchdowns, two picks, and a passer rating of 108 on the nose. Is Geno Smith better? <laughs> I mean, we all know he's not, but it In makes four games, think. it looks like it. I will oh, say this to Russell Wilson. In Russell Wilson's defense, the Broncos lead the NFL with drops. They have seven. So, yeah. again, it, as much as we want to kill Russell Wilson, I yeah, don't. I just thought it was funny. It's not all of his fault. Yeah, not to, mention, yeah not to mention, uh, what's his name? Javante Williams out for the year. Yeah. And uh, and their other running back, uh, 
Melvin Gordon's got like four fumbles already. You're fine. Yeah. I think it's five. Eh, well, that's certainly something, isn't it? Well, on that happy note, we do have to move on, but uh, don't go anywhere because next we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and their undefeated backup, Cooper Rush. You're definitely not going to want to miss that. Lots of laughs abound. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros, and you already know my awesome co-host, Justin Tucker. Mm -hmm. So we are going to jump into our next topic, is that the Cowboys are 3-1 and under backup Cooper Rush after Dak Prescott went down with an injury. They're 3-0. and that oh, oh three and oh that oh yeah, yeah that one yeah, yeah that's yeah that's what i meant Th- thanks thank you justin but mm-hmm. yeah but yeah you are correct they're three and one but technically overall but three and oh under cooper rush and cooper rush started a game last year or something like that and cooper rush is actually four and oh in his career as a starter so oh the question's got to be asked can dallas actually compete with cooper rush as a quarterback Justin, what's your take on this wild oh situation? God. They actually could contend with Cooper Rush as their quarterback to win the NFC East. The fact that they're still competing with the Eagles, who are undefeated, is a te- testament to how good the Cowboys actually are. Do I believe they'll keep this up? We'll see, especially when they I believe they have the Rams coming up sooner or later. They have the Rams coming up, so that'll be a test for them. But as of right now, I think they have a chance to win the NFC East. They'll have to show it against the Eagles because the Eagles are rolling. And, oh, my God, the two quarterbacks that are undefeated right now this season, Cooper Rush, Jalen Hurts. There's there's something just wrong with that. Credit to Jalen Hurts for being the way that he is. But Cooper Rush, oh, man, this this season gets better and better, it feels like. But under but the Cowboys under Cooper Rush looked better. Um, congratulations on the one against the Commanders. At first, when I saw the game and I saw Carson Wentz throw that touchdown in the back of the end zone, I thought, uh-oh, the Cowboys might be in trouble. They might let this one slip away. But nah, they were able to pull through in the end and win it. And dang, they actually might compete for a playoff spot now without even without Dak Prescott. They very well could. They very well could. Now, I don't know what to make of this whole situation. And do, would the Cowboys have a quarterback controversy if Dak came back and Cooper Rush kept winning? See, here's the thing. Cooper Rush can like never lose another game until Dak comes back. 
And I still think the Cowboys, I'm not saying they should, but I think they would switch back to Prescott, you know, simply because they're paying him too much money for there to be a quarterback controversy, you know? He's under a massive contract. And I don't know. A few people that I know have said, is this a Brady Bledsoe situation? I wouldn't go that far. But what Cooper Rush has done as a backup is nothing short of insane. And frankly, I actually believe they could compete with Cooper Rush. And in, in fact, I would actually honestly, true to God, advocate that the Cowboys stick with Cooper Rush, even when Dak is healthy, until you know, until Cooper Rush just screws up or has a monstrously mm. awful game. Because their one loss, as Justin mentioned, came under Dak Prescott. So, I mean, Cooper Rush has got to be doing something right. I mean, he beat the Commanders, and he beat the Bengals, and then their division rival in the Giants. I mean, I know the Commanders and Giants aren't that great, but, you know, division games always play tough. And Mm -hmm. not to mention, they beat the AFC champion last year, Bengals. So I would like to point out that though he started three games or he's played or he started three, played in four, he has a completion percentage of 60%. He has 737 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and a quarterback rating of 95.9. Yep. Wow. So, uh, Justin, there is something that I would like to ask. If Cooper Rush keeps winning – and Dak Prescott comes back healthy, who are you going with and why? Oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot here. Hey, look, if I said it, you can. I said if he keeps winning, you know, there's an old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I would actually say I'd go with Rush. I might go with Cooper Rush in this scenario. I might go with it depending depending on the opponent. I don't want to rush Dak Prescott back against a, like a playoff contending team. If it was against like a terrible team this season, and to be quite honest, it feels like everybody's a terrible team. But for the sake of argument, let's just say like the Cowboys had to go up against the Colts. I throw Dak out there to see what he has. But if I was to play in like a playoff contending team like the Eagles, I'm keeping Cooper Rush out there to be honest. Because if I look at him. His stats and the way he's playing, like not messing up, being like a game manager quarterback, he reminds me of rookie season Dak because the way that he's playing. He's not putting up amazing numbers, but he's putting up solid numbers, throwing a touchdown or two, and leading this team to victories. He may not be the reason for these victories, but he's playing a, a major contributing part to it. So as long as the Cowboys keep winning, yes, I'm keeping Cooper Rush under center. I have no reason reason to not do it. This season, they're undefeated with Cooper Rush. I can't say the same for Dak. So, for right now, yeah, I'm keeping Dak. All right. Before we end the segment, Justin, you know here on the Fumble podcast, we do love our hypothetical questions. And I have a hypothetical mm-hmm. question for you. So, let's say, hypothetically, for the sake of the argument, if you will, that the Cowboys decide to stick with Cooper Rush for the rest of the year, right? And he takes you to the playoffs. How you do in the playoffs is uh, regardless. You know, it's like does, does, you know, it's regardless of how you do. Maybe he wins a game. Maybe he goes one and one. Mm-hmm. 
and you go into that offseason, do you stick with Dak or do you roll with Cooper Rush? Despite the you fact he just Dak. took you to the playoffs. You stick with Dak because of the amount of money you put into him, the overall talent that he has. I believe he has more talent than Cooper Rush. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Dak. I mean, they say the have... same thing about Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, and Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm not calling Cooper that's... Rush the next Tom Brady, but, I mean, the similarities are a bit interesting. Oh, no. no. <laughs> All right, I, I'm, just, I'm just yanking your chain, man. <laughs> but I just had to see how you would react. Yeah. Uh. But but no, yeah, Dak. Or, or what? I mean, you could keep Dak, but I, I would say this: maybe perhaps Cooper Rush has really advanced his trade value. No, maybe like this off season, you could deal him away for like a second or something. I wouldn't say a second, but maybe a fourth or a third, somewhere around that high third, third maybe. Question. Maybe like a really good bench player. I don't know. Yeah. Well. I'm glad we got that sorted out. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to uh, jump ahead to our next topic with uh, the Buccaneers. They lost by 10 points to the Chiefs, 41-31, and now they've dropped their second straight game. What is their future? Are they still considered contenders? Well, we're going to have to answer that next, so you don't want to miss that, and don't go anywhere, because as you know, this is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon Consulting. As you probably know, I am CJ Medeiros with my good friend and co-host, Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, from one NFC team to another, we are going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe mm-hmm. they're two and two. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said they could win the Super Bowl. You know, Brady's still good. So, uh, what's uh, what's going on with them, Justin? Are are they still to be taken seriously? Are they still contenders? Can they win the division? What are your thoughts? Oh man! First things first. Tom Brady's having a bad week. Oh man! First the Chiefs. Now when I'm reading local news, oh no, Tom, you need to keep it together at least for this season. I mean, this is your retirement season, right? Year 20. You need to get this right. But again, oh, no, it's year 21. My apologies. I don't know what it was. Probably like year 50 or whatever. I think, I think it was I think it was just a bad night for, for the Buccaneers, to be honest. It started off right from kickoff. They returned the ball out. Boom, fumble. The Chiefs get the ball. Kansas City gets the ball. It, Passes it to Travis Kelsey, touchdown Kansas City. You're already seven points down in the hole. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, Patrick Mahomes turns into a wizard. Just 
I don't know how he does it, but he's able to throw touchdown passes when it seems like all hope is lost for that. He'll just roll out to the right, get close to like the line of scrimmage, and then all of a sudden just floats into the back of the end zone for a touchdown. It's crazy to me. But from those standpoints and looking back at the game, it was like it took them a while to get started. And by the fourth quarter, it was like they really don't have a chance to win. As unfortunate as it is, I think it was just a bad night at the office. They just got started too late, and they paid the price for it. And they just look overall bad on defense. But, again, Patrick Mahomes does that to a lot of defenses. Yeah, Justin, you, you know, you, you're right. You're right. And uh, a lot of people say are the Bucks contenders. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, as a whole, but I do think they'll win their division because plain and simple, their division's garbage. It's looking more and more like Jameis Winston is not the answer for New Orleans. And uh, the Falcons, you know, the Falcons, that's all I really need to say there. And of course, who could forget the Carolina Panthers with the greatest head coach ever, Matt Rule, a coach so good he's already on the hot seat this season. I kid, of course. But, I mean, Justin, I do think a lot of people are overreacting to this game. But And you did mention Tom Brady's having a rough week. And I know you never asked this about Brady, but is his mind solely focused on football or are there <clears throat> external factors playing into this hopefully no external factors i mean tom brady you know he puts the game first you would imagine so apparently so you know i i I would assume no because you know he's always focused on the game before anything else so i would assume he was solely focused on that game i just think it was just they got off to a rough start and the momentum was on kansas city side Mm -hmm. and it got it took them a while to get started, which you can't do against Kansas City. Yeah, 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 Justin, you you're you're correct, and I mean, you know, Tom Brady's going through things, but uh, but it's the injury bug that's another concern because you yeah. know, uh, like their whole receiver core is injured, their O line's injured, and you know, we we've seen this a lot where teams that are supposed to contend get riddled with injuries and fall apart. And as a Ravens fan, last season, you know, I think you can attest, and I still remember oh, yeah. the 2015 Patriots probably had a good shot going to the Super Bowl if, like, if our entire offense didn't drop dead. But that's neither here nor there. But let, let's face it. With these injuries, it turns out Brady actually, especially in this age, I kind of like to compare him to uh, LeBron in the NBA. How LeBron's still great. He's still a top 10 player. But – he can't just carry a team of scrubs to the promised land anymore. Same thing, you know, with Tom Brady. And it's becoming very clear he needs weapons because with this injury bug, he's getting exposed like Antonio Brown in a public pool. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, geez. I had to. I all laughs over here. Oh, man. That was wild. If you don't understand the reference, uh, we're not going to talk about it here, and uh, don't look it up. Don't j- j- just save yourself the humiliation of looking that up. Yeah, don't don't do it. The feds will come get you because it's going to be on your search history. <laughs> uh, but but seriously though, 
like Justin, like what do you think Tampa needs to really get back into that Super Bowl conversation? I mean, to be honest, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to elaborate a wee bit? It sounds like they need to figure out their communication skills, but you know. Brady and the coach or Brady and someone else? It, it could be the coaches. It could be the receivers not running the right, right routes for Brady. It could be the defense looking bad last night. It could be a number of things. Maybe it could what? be the outside sources that we're talking about. But who are we to judge? We don't know what's going on in that locker room. No, we do not. I'd love to be a fly on the wall there. I probably wouldn't actually. But, yeah. Now, b- before we move on from this, I would like to ask you a, a very serious question. You may think it's silly because I kind of just bashed all the teams in their division. Yeah. What do you think are the chances that they don't win the division? Now, I'm not saying it's because there's another team that's going to be good. I don't want to jump in on you. Sorry. But I'm, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's because another team's going to be good. I'm just yeah. saying that they're going to play down to the competition. Nah, I think the Saints are actually very good. I mean, you saw them against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers got lucky and escaped because, you know, the offenses just couldn't score any points, to be honest. If the Saints offense can figure it out, yeah, they'll be a problem for the Buccaneers because Tom Brady always struggles against the Buccaneers. So if – the Saints can figure out. Well, did you say Tom Brady always struggles against the Buccaneers? I'm sorry. The, they struggle against the Saints. So if the Saints can figure it out on offense, yeah, they'll be a major problem and a headache in the NFC South. But anybody other than that, no. Yeah. I don't like Matt Rule nor Baker Mayfield right now. They look terrible. And what about the Falcons? Rebuilding, obviously. I mean, I have some good pieces, but I don't see them winning the division. But, yeah, I would still say it, even with their struggles, Tampa, The if you're Tampa, the division is still yours to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, do you have any more thoughts before I move on? Anything you'd like to say, particularly about Brady and these uh, external things? Perhaps Brady, you'd like to clue our listeners late. in. Brady, it's not too late to collect those AARP checks. It's not too oh, late. Geez. It's not too late. Just just say I respectfully retire from the game and, you know, I have some things to fix and, you know, retire and go on about your business. Don't mess this up because of one season. Don't mess this up because you want to play the Carolina Panthers twice a year. Yeah. Now I'm just saying, had he stayed in New England, he probably wouldn't have gotten divorced. But that's a story for another day. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I really don't care. <laughs> All righty then. So up next, you know, on the podcast, we're trying to get a little more into fantasy. So mm-hmm. we will give you the net latest installment of everyone's favorite, the Fumble Ruski Fantasy Pit Fix. So you're not going to miss the fantasy fix. And so once again, don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast.
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I am CJ Medeiros, and of course, with me is my good buddy, Justin Tucker, uh, one of the best co-hosts you could ever ask for, believe me. Now, we are moving on to the Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix, and uh, obviously backed by popular demand. So... Here we go. These are just some uh, waiver wire pickups. So at running back, we're talking about Tyler Algier from, I think it's how it's pronounced, Algier, from the Falcons. Now, Cordero Patterson isn't a true running back. I think we all know that. And Algier could really pick up the pace. What do you think, Justin? Good choice. Me yeah. personally, I don't watch the Falcons, but solid pickup, if you do say so. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, I do want to bring this one up. Mike Boone on the Denver Broncos. Now, as you know, Javante Williams' knee just exploded, and our thoughts are with him. I hope he's able to come back really strong, but no bones about it. His season's over. And the backup, Melvin Gordon, has a severe case of fumbleitis. He has, like, I was the number, like, five fumbles this season already across four games. That's not ideal, especially for a running back. So uh, why not give Mike Boone a try? Because if I'm Denver, I'm not comfortable giving the ball to a running back who has butterfingers and stone hands. They're going to give him the ball anyway. They're going to give him the ball anyway. Until Mike Boone, all Mike Boone has to do is not fumble, and he's golden. So <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, if you if you're feeling a – a little dangerous, as Baker Mayfield says. <laughs> why not? Uh, why not give him a chance? Now, for wide receivers, we're talking uh, Josh Reynolds from the Detroit Lions. I don't know what's going on with DJ Chark. He's not playing up to snuff. And frankly, Reynolds is just getting a lot more targets. So mm-hmm. take that as a sign. Take that for data and uh, pick up Josh Reynolds if he's available. Yep. Next, uh, George Pickens from the Steelers. Chicks yeah. having a down year. And uh, let's get a – and you know Kenny Pickett's starting. So uh, let's get that old rookie-to-rookie connection going. And I'm pretty sure Pickett and Pickens would have a great chemistry, if I do say so myself. Like I said, it's that rookie-rookie kind of deal, you know? Yeah, I think that's an underrated thing. I think that George Pickens will get more receptions coming from Kenny Pickett. And that's and that's a fact. Now, tight end, Will Disley. Now, I know that Noah Fant is the number one tight end in Seattle, but there's no two ways around it. Will Disley's just playing better. That's how it is. That is reality. You can't change it, and neither can I. So I would say is your if your tight end sir and you're and you know you if you like to live dangerously, uh, why not pick up Will Disley? See what he can do. Maybe he helps you win a game. <laughs> Next, uh, and I can personally vouch for this one, tight end from the Browns, David Njoku. He has been a target monster. He is really coming alive. I believe I have him in like two leagues. And 
you're not going to regret picking him up. So, and I know he's still on waivers in a lot of leagues. And if he is, don't sit around. Grab him. Grab him now. Yeah, I ordered. Now, I know uh, Justin Tucker doesn't like him because, you know, the AFC North rivalry, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I forgive you. Oh, stop. He's the second. <laughs> he's playing like the second best tight end in the, in the division. I'll give him that. <laughs> Fair enough. Who's the first best? Fryermuth? You know who it is. You know who I know. It is. I know who it is, dude. I'm just Andrews. messing with you. Yes, I know, and I have him in another league. He got me like three points last week. Explain that, Ravens fan. Because they got him on an offensive pass interference, and that's BS. That is BS. Yeah, I'll admit. I, I actually watched the game. That was BS. I, we are in lockstep there. That would have been a touchdown. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about streamers. Now, you know, streamers just guys you get from week to week. Now, maybe uh, your quarterback's not, situation is not doing too well. We would like to recommend the following QB streamers. Kenny Pickett from the Steelers. Is he due for a big game? No one knows. That's the fun. And you never know. Uh, because I'm not entirely uh, sure like what he's capable of, but he might surprise you. But then again, I don't know. This is one of Adam's favorite streamers here. But then again, Pittsburgh's going up against Buffalo, so... I wouldn't hold my breath, but hey, if you're desperate, why not give him a try? And the other streamer we have is Teddy Bridgewater, who's taking over for Tua Tagovailoa. And mm-hmm. the Dolphins, look, they're a good team. He's got weapons abound from uh, Jalen Waddle to Tyreek Hill to Mike Gesicki. He's going to be okay. And this weekend, the Dolphins are playing the lowly New York Jets. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely say pick him up. Pick up Bridgewater because you know he's going to be good for at least two touchdowns against the poorest Jets defense. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Say what you want. The Jets are 2-2 two and two right now. They've been playing very Yeah, Yeah, and the Giants are 3-1. and one. Does that make them good? Again, despite what we thought preseason, they're playing better than expectations. I thought they'd be one and three right now. Yeah, yeah, but they have a cakewalk schedule, so that don't count for heck. Again, fair enough, but still two and two from them is solid. They're a 500 team right now. I'll give them their credit as much as it pains me because. Oh, please. If the Falcons were 4-0, you'd be raining all over their parade. And I know it, too. I know it for a fact. Next, uh, we're going to talk about defensive streamers. we got to talk about the Jaguars. Lord help me, the Jaguars' defense is not a tire fire for once. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's something to look out for. And, of course, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Yeah, their defense, I will lie, is hit or miss, but when they're on, they're on. And they're always good for, like, a pick and a few sacks. So, uh, yeah, very fast, very explosive defense, and very underrated, I might add. So, yeah, you know, take it from me. Pick up the Vikings defense. And, yeah, that is your Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix. And and speaking of all things we do for the Fumble Rooski fans, you're not going to want to go away because up next we have the most magical segment of them all the Fumble Rooski Fan Box. Now, don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast.
Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast. I am CJ Medeiros, and of course, with me is Justin Tucker, my favorite Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you know what's going on. This is the Fumble Ruski fan box. Now, thank you for the drum roll, Tucker. I appreciate it. You are a good person for that. <laughs> now, if you don't know how it works, let me give you a rundown. We post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you get to respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Now, if you have it this week, be sure to respond to next week's Fanbox question to be featured on our show. And the question of the week, who is the league MVP so far this season now before i dive in i would like to ask our good buddy justin tucker who he thinks so justin who's your mvp before we get into the voice of the people here now i think it's close but i i will say i believe jalen hurts has taken the slight edge in the mvp race over lamar jackson so far honest to god i thought you were going to say lamar jackson no, I really did. Nah, Jalen Hurts has been playing better. Uh, not better. He just had a better game this this past Sunday, and Lamar had a bad one. So that's why I'm saying it's Jalen Hurts right now. You I know what about it. Jalen Lamar Jackson played bad, but I don't blame yeah. it on him. You know what? I respect the honesty. I do. It's what we love on the show. So uh, let's get down to the voice of the people. Mm-hmm. Cola DJ says Jalen Hurts. And I agree. Yeah. We are in agreement here. I mean, he's certainly trending as the number one. Next, a good friend of the show, Ian Mullern, says Patrick Mahomes. Mm, Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, uh, he's probably like anywhere from three or five for me, but he's up there. He's up there. Mm -hmm. Up next, Cash Withers says Cooper Rush career 4 and 0 as a starter. Oh no. Let's calm down. Let's calm let's, down. Cash buddy, we love the enthusiasm, but the numbers just aren't there. You sound like a Cowboys fan. <laughs> That's fair. Next, uh we have good old Robert Shelley with Joe Expletive Flacco. Not anymore. He's he's not playing anymore. No. Robert, but you know this is Robert. And if and if you know the Fumble Ruski lore, you know Robert's a bit of a jokester. But, but it's okay because we love him. A league leader in passing yards this season is crazy to me. But yeah, at one point in time, you could have said Joe Flacco. I wouldn't have been pissed. Perhaps. perhaps. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Next, Isaac Zonana says, Lamar, Tua, or Hurts? Do you not think he well. can't make up his mind? Well, yeah, not, not, not Tua because – Tua's brain's been turned into mush. Mm-hmm. And that guy was fired. That doctor was fired, too. That's the funny thing. He deserved it. Yes, he totally did. 110%. Next, Brian Mucker responded with Hertz, as in Jalen Hertz. Yep. He see, I think we uh yep, I think we have a common theme here. Yep. Tyson Tate, another good friend of the show, says when he was healthy and fully playing Tua. Well, sorry about that. Uh, Landon Weber 
says Jalen Hurts. Yes. Yes. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, another one. Owen Dudzek, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, let me know, says Lamar or Hurts. I think that's what our good friend Justin Tucker said, believe it or not. It's glad we're all in lockstep on this this, uh, channel. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, Derek Hool, another... You know, a fumble rooski fan box legend said probably Allen, but it would be Lamar if they went on center. <laughs> he's fourth. <laughs> he's third or fourth. I'm sorry. He's not ahead of Lamar and he's not ahead of Jalen Hurts. Sorry there, buddy. That's <laughs> happening. Can you tell Justin Tucker really cares? He is no, he cost us a game. And it wasn't because he outplayed us. It was more so the fact that he begged for a ref call. No, I'm not I'm not a fan. Every player does that. No, but it was like he barely touched them. Like yeah, I know, no. that kid, but it it is what it is. It was BS. I'm with you. I I'm with you, man. Calm down. We're all friends here. Next, uh, Jack Carroll said Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Lamar Jackson are the popular themes, and I agree. Next, uh, Chris Kostich said, Hurts or Mahomes? I agree with Hurts more so than Mahomes, but Mahomes isn't out of the picture. Yeah. Mahomes is doing good. Yep. Grayson Mortimer said, Lamar Jackson. For me, it's a tie between Hurts and Lamar. And I think uh, Tucker, he likes the Lamar love. You love to see it. Next, uh, Z Money, Zachary Stilson, as it were, his real name, said, Swag Daddy. With three demon emojis. I don't know who Swag Daddy is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. But I prefer to call a Nathan Peterman Swag Daddy. And if that's the case, I agree. Nathan Peterman belongs in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? No. Yes. (laughs) That one game he had against the Chargers should be in the Hall of Fame. But that's neither here nor there. Next, uh, Joseph Sautil. Once again, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, you got to let me know. He says, Lamar Jackson, Justin. Mm -hmm. You like that? You like that? (laughs) I like it, but if I'm being honest, it's Jalen right now. Lamar will take it back next week. Maybe. Next, Daniel Blasiak said, Zach Wilson. He got that dog in him, as the meme goes. Could be, could be. I will say this. He does have a dog in him. He hasn't been playing like an MVP on the field, but off the field, oh, yeah, he's unanimously MVP. Probably going to give Giselle a ring, if you know what I mean. I got to send you something now that you brought that up. I got to send you something. I think I know what that is, but we can talk about that after the show. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, Eli Turner says Josh Allen. We know how Tucker feels about that. We're just going to move on just in case. Next, Stephen Parker who I believe is in our Fumble Rooski Listener League and sent me some terrible trades, but it's okay, Stephen. We love you anyway. Said Jalen Hurts or Lamar, but by the end, it's Joe Burrow. I'll let our resident AFC North fan take that one. No. Oh, wow. That's a bit of a stretch. Joey uh, Burrow. They're not yeah. even looking to get on offense right now. Now, that could change, of course, but uh, – no, I just don't feel it right now. Yeah, here's another one. Pat Kane says Bailey Zappi. Even though the Pats lost on Sunday, the kid shows that he can play. 
MVP. Yeah, all right. <laughs> nice try there, Buckaroo. Yeah, I'm a Pats fan. I have to say no. William Mantle says Derek Carr. No, they're one and three. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. You know, we'll we, we love the response, but no, I'm not feeling Derek Carr. Next, Robert Canado says Brian Hoyer. Dude took like okay. 10 snaps and got a concussion. I think okay. not. You guys aren't you guys aren't taking this serious if you're putting Brian Hoyer and Zappy up here. No, well, someone can't. literally put Nathan Peterman swag daddy, so I don't know. Next, uh, Connor Fallon says Josh Allen. Tucker, try not to foam at the mouth. We we understand how you feel. And honestly, I'm right there with you. Now, here's an interesting one. Jack Grob said Chubb, as in Nick Chubb. He has like 500 rushing yards already, but the MVP is such a quarterback-driven award. I have no choice but to disagree. If he can keep this team afloat and he can carry, like, he can keep the yards up, I can yeah. see it. Because I don't see like a quarterback running away with this yet. There's some good candidates, mm-hmm. but Nick Chubb is doing quite well despite. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Next, Patrick Tanzor. He said Hurts, as in Jalen Hurts. And yes, I agree. Cash Drazen responded with Jared Goff. He's having a good year, but the Lions are also one and three. Yeah, as much as we want to say, like. The Lions are actually doing very good on offense. Mm-hmm. It's their defense that's failing them right now. Yeah. Diego Larios, or Larios, once again, as for like the millionth time, you got to tell me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. He says week 15 will be Joey B. I can only assume he means Joe Burrow. And I don't think Tucker likes that very much. I don't. That's the last thing I need. Yeah. Next uh Slater Griffith says Herbert, as in Justin Herbert. Great first name. Not playing too good right now. They escaped the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they can, they're 2-2 right now. I'll give them a break. Yeah. And finally, Jack Briel says Cooper Rush with like five H's and in all caps. You know how we feel about that. I think it's a oh, bit no. too soon. For someone who probably won't even start the whole season. But uh, yeah, that was our Fumble Rooski fan box. A lot of engagement and a lot of great responses as always. So, uh, Justin, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, hit the wrap-up? No, I'm good. I don't have anything else I want to talk about. I think we've covered everything I want to talk about. No, I'm good. I dare say we did. So, that'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to us. Tune in for new episodes coming out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we... We'll see you next week, over and out.